getting it. There are things that we all do that we feel like no one else does. For me, it's putting things together to make my own thing. It started back in the days of making tapes. I began when I was 14 or 15 years old in the days when I would put my little cassette recorder between the speakers of my stereo to record the songs I wanted. I would give the tapes I made to people who matter to me. They often enjoyed them, but there really weren't many people doing that. To my knowledge, I was like Tigger, the only one. I moved on to the expensive cassette recorder that could be connected to my stereo with RCA cords. No more extra outside noise. Like, by the way, you're probably hearing in this podcast, the air conditioner just kicked on, I'm sorry. In time, I got a Radio Shack mixer. So I could have two pieces of audio at the same time. I kept learning, I kept improving, and there were fewer and fewer people who understood what I was doing, but there were people who seemed to enjoy the result. I believe there are still people alive on this planet who have tapes I made 40 years ago. That's a nice feeling, but it's an art form most people don't understand. We know musicians and what they do. We don't understand how to create it all, but we can easily enough follow what they have done. And while I have some very good friends who are musicians, and they're among my favorite people, I'm not qualified to discuss with them what they're actually doing. I can love their work, I can be moved by it, I can bathe in the beauty of it, but I don't get it. I hear them talking about changes. My favorite singer has a line, uh, line. The piano's playing, but the changes aren't right. Bruce Hornsby sings about playing the changes. I know vaguely what they mean, but I'm not a musician. My understanding is superficial at best. I feel the same way about what I have come to call over the last 35 years my Doug Piranha gig. Most of you don't know the name, so I'll explain. 30 some odd years ago, I lived with a man named Roger Howard. We were young, we were passionate existentialist, we both loved making tapes. Roger found extraordinary ways of making the equipment do what I couldn't. We had different tastes in music, but we loved to work together to create art. He would put on a Talking Heads song, I would counter with a Genesis track. We did a mix of Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Robin Williams that became famous in our little world. We shared a love of Monty Python. We became the Piranha Brothers. Now, I won't bother to explain them in any depth because too few people get Monty Python and those who do can easily find them. In brief, the Piranha Brothers were the most feared criminals in all England. Dinsdale Piranha was incredibly violent. He nailed people's heads to coffee tables. It was, however, his brother Doug, who most people most feared. He used sarcasm. I've seen grown men pull their own heads off rather than deal with Doug, 
Roger became Dinsdale, I became Doug. We created some interesting art together in our little Piranha Brothers studio. Roger got what I was doing. I got what he was doing. It was a fantastic feeling. Roger and I have seen each other once in the last 35 years, and it was a few months ago. He's doing things with computers and chemistry that I can't begin to comprehend. I'm proud of him. To my knowledge, however, he's not doing Piranha Brothers sorts of things anymore. Life continues. I never stopped, though. I wrote musicals for my sixth graders, and we recorded the cast singing with the original songs, and then we had them sing live for the show over themselves with the original. It was cool. I made CDs when computers became available for regular people. There are those who like them. One of my supporters, to whom we refer as Jean Louise Finch, loves any CD I make. If you're a supporter and you send me an address to which, uh, to which you'd like me to send it, I'm happy to send you the most intense and deeply personal CD I ever made. It's called The End, and it's unlike anything you've ever heard before or will likely ever hear again, even from me. It was the way I dealt with my deepest suicidal feelings. I'm not entirely sure it didn't save my life. If you're on Patreon, it's yours for the asking. I moved on to making videos when I learned it was possible. I started by connecting a tape deck and a VCR to my computer and running a slideshow whose pictures I had to move with key taps at the right time. I made a video I sent to everyone in my family that told the story of our family for the last hundred years. No one had ever seen anything like it, and no two of them were quite the same. Find Dave Brubeck playing Take 5 exactly the same way twice. I found I loved making videos even more than tapes or CDs. I learned how to do that on my computer. I found a new way of expressing my feelings. I've had some popular success with some of them, but only if they happened to get posted on the right page. I did a Sarah Nimitz video that broke 500 plays, which is off the charts for me, but it's only because she posted it on her page if you don't know who Sarah Nimitz is, uh, there's an episode all about her. She's a musical genius. Check it out. I have, for years now, felt increasingly lonely in my art. If you're a musician, there are hundreds of thousands of musicians who share your experience. If you're a musical storyteller, if you make other people's audio into something to create or enhance the catharsis already there. If you do this weird thing I do, there are damn few people who get it. So few of us do it. So that's the first part. The second part is my idealism. I have been something of an idealist since I first encountered Star Trek more than 50 years ago. It grew slowly. I was a Democrat but only because I didn't care for a lot of what Republicans did. I wasn't in love with the Democrats' ideas, but I preferred them to the austerity and the cruelty of capitalism. Then I discovered Andrew Yang 
and an idea so simple and so obvious that I don't know why I never thought of it. Give everyone enough money to meet their needs. It's not enough to buy a 2020 Camry, but it's enough to pay rent and utilities and food, at least if you get a couple of roommates you can trust. And in that, I found out rather promptly, I was not alone. The Yang Gang was everywhere and they were made up of diverse ideologies. I became friends with many of them. I found a little comfort there. But yesterday, yesterday I spent my day with a man who understands all of it. He understands not just podcasting, but being in love with what can do, one can do with sound, telling stories and creating catharsis by putting different pieces of art together. And he's more of an idealist than I am. And yesterday, I had my first genuine front porch conversation. He actually just stopped by. We just started to talk. And what happened, for me, was magical. I hope you can feel the magic I found. Spending time with someone who does what I do, but does it better. I want you to meet my new friend, Jenner Zeno, right here on the front porch. Jenner gets it.